0: Welcome to the Photography Q&A Podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode number 11 of the Photography Q&A Podcast. This week's question is, how do I stand out from my competition? Well, I've identified five things. There's probably other things you can think of, but I've come up with five. They are Style, so you've got to be distinctive, stand out from the crowd. You've got to sell products, meaning you're going to sell posters, collages, framed wall art, canvases. Basically, anything that people that just do shoot and burn selling digital files can't compete with. Next, we've got service. You need to be prompt, polite, attentive, and exceed their expectations, which you would think would be a simple one, but a lot of people don't. I've been guilty of it myself. At number four, we've got give back. By give back, I mean like offer free coaching to local photographers. Like don't sit up there on top of the hill thinking you're the the big guy. Help people and help fundraise for charities. You've got a skill that you will be able to pass on to charities quite easily and get money coming in for them. And the last one is don't compete on price. Pricing is very important. You don't want to compete on it. You want to keep your prices up. All right, let's start with style. You've got to be distinctive and stand out from the crowd. If you gave 10 photographers the same subject to shoot, you would get 10 totally different results. I'm pretty sure of that. And if you took those 10 pictures and showed them to 100 people, they wouldn't all like one type of picture. It would be spread across the board. Maybe one would be, you know really impressive and a few more people will go for it but no one likes the same thing none of us do we're all drawn to different things so don't try to please everyone with your photography come up with your own style now you need to take some time check out other photographers identify what you like and try to copy it you don't have to get it exact just aim in that direction if it's shallow depth of field on all your images go for it as long as you can come up with your own style and stick with that. When a potential customer is looking for a photographer, they're looking for something that pleases them, something that they look at and think, oh, wow, that is, you know, they'll love it. Not anyone else, they're not thinking about Aunt Joan or the guy down the street, The bride, if it's a wedding, and maybe the mother, will look together and it will get down to the bride. The bride will look at your images and if they're impressed, they'll want you to take pictures. The whole idea is, by you doing this, picking a style and sticking with it, you are going to attract people that like the same style of photography as you. And that is a good thing. So next we've got products. Now you don't want to do what I did when I started out which was, for the first few years, all I did was sell the digital files. you turn up, take the pictures, go back home, work on them, process them, and at the time, stick them on a CD and deliver them. Most people, when they receive their images digitally, leave them on the computer. Rarely do they print things out. They might print one little thing out, nothing of any consequence. They'll share them on social media, but they'll basically get left on a computer until the next photo shoot and they'll do the same. So you need to get over to some of these websites for the professional photo processing labs and have a look at what they'd have to offer. Different frames, different mattings, different canvases, small desk products. Anything you can think of that you can put a picture on, they sell. And all the customers out there are willing to pay good money. I don't mean like an extra 25 bucks, an extra... 50, I'm talking hundreds and thousands of dollars for your work properly framed to go on their walls if you sell your customers wall art okay let me i'll rephrase that you're not going to sell let the customer choose which professionally prepared piece of your art goes on their wall you're not selling you're letting them choose the selling part is done through your website where you've told them that you sell wall art so they're going to go out look at your website and get back to you get a shoot and they know what they've got to do they're going to buy wall art from you This isn't selling. Again, they choose you because they like your style. They like that you offer different products and they can hang it on the wall. These are not digital files. These are products. That is what you need to be selling. If you're a sports or pet photographer, offer large posters, magazine covers and collages. Here's an example why. Back in February 2020, before the dreaded COVID hit, I went to watch my grandson play in a little hockey tournament. I think he was seven at the time. I turned up at the arena with a camera in hand thinking there'll be a, a pro photographer there and there wasn't a pro photographer because normally i'd go over and ask if it's okay i would just get a few snaps of my my grandson and they normally say yes yeah, no problem there wasn't anyone there so when i had a look around you realize that every parent and grandparent that was in the arena taking pictures of their kids with their phone or their pads and they they get decent pictures as well with them why would they want to buy pictures from someone else right if you're a pro and all you do is offer regular photos there really isn't much of a market to be had you're not giving them you're giving them something technically a little bit better than what they've got they don't care what they've got is good enough it's free they've got memories so i took a lot of pictures of my grandson After that night i got home made a poster up and a magazine cover now when i used to do the figure skating events and I developed these magazine covers and I just Photoshop them. They don't take me very long. I used to have a bunch of them. I'll have to dig them out and put them up so people can use them. And they're a big seller. I know they sell. They're so different. You can personalise them. They're, they are really are an easy thing to sell. Posters are even easier if you get into the large sizes. So this poster I did for my grandson was 2 feet by 3, 24 inches by 36. Now, the week after... His older sister was having her, well it wasn't a tournament, it was just a one-off game. I think they were in the playoffs. She was about to start playing. I turn up with the poster rolled up and the magazine cover. Now at the arenas all their parents are standing around the glass looking at the kid playing hockey. If you want to get people's attention, unroll a two foot by three foot poster that's personalized with his name and number and team and it was incredible. Everyone just turned around. Kids like my grandson started to melt. He was. They had a meltdown, he didn't know what to do. The poster was almost as big as him the amount of parents that looked at it people were nudging each other both like looking at it stepping around having a look saying wow and it was a simple thing to make i'm going to do a video on this as well how to make your own poster so very easy so i, I gave him, i gave his mom the rolled up poster rolled it open gave her i went off to the glass started taking pictures of my granddaughter when she was on the ice Within a few minutes, I had got six parents coming up to me asking, "Would I take pictures of their kid and do a poster like that?" So I told them, uh, "The posters take me a long time to do, not really, but they don't know that, and it costs a hundred dollars. So I'll get a bunch of pictures, you choose which one you want, and I'll uh, I'll put I'll mock one up and you okay, and I'll get them printed. So six of them. So that week, I sold six posters, a hundred dollars each. So I was going to turn up and see how many I could sell in a weekend, but the dreaded COVID hit, and that was the end of that. I know from past experience that these things sell and the reason they sell is because what i'm offering is totally different than other photographers in the area all right service you don't underestimate good service if you've been anywhere and someone's treated you well a hotel, or even just in a local store, if they treat you well, you go back. It's simple. You like you like that feeling of being treated well. So when someone contacts you, get back to them as soon as possible. That's the first thing. Next, when a booking is made, send out a confirmation email with all the details, including the directions to the photo shoot. If it's um, you've discussed clothing with them for a portrait session, mention that. Even little things like the best place to park and meet them there when they pull up you need to be there next 24 hours before every shoot contact your customer and just check that everything's still okay to go after the shoot give them a set timeline of when they will get to see their images first and choose the products that they're going to buy they need to know everything when they've made their order give yourself extra time Don't say, yeah, I can get it done in a week. Tell them three weeks. If something screws up at the lab and it takes an extra couple of days, so be it, you've got plenty of time. It's better to turn up and give them their images a week early than screw them around and say, oh, I'm not sure when you're going to get them. People don't like that. But everyone remembers good service. And if you get stuff to them earlier than you said you did, you're a superstar. If you blog, if you have a website and you blog, mention that you've just worked with this family, get the permission Maybe to post some images of of theirs. Tell everyone what a great family they are, what a great person they are. Whoever it is you're dealing with, mention them. If you've ever been mentioned on someone's blog, they'll love you for it. Like, I've had it once. (laughs) Just the once, but I was so happy. It was a lady that I did a daughter's wedding and she mentioned me and she posted pictures and raved about me. Feels good, I got customers. And keep in contact with people. Going back to last week's episode on where we're mentioning the mailing list, keep them on your mailing list and contact them. Don't sell to them. They know how good you are at this point. Just mention that maybe fall's coming. I'm taking bookings for fall family photos. Book early, simple as that. Next, give back. Now, by give back, I don't mean give your customers the fees back. What I mean is give back to your local community, whether it's the physical community around you or your photography community. Ask around your neighborhood. If someone's been suffering maybe with cancer, they've got a dog, go around and do a quick portrait of the dog. Get it printed, framed, whatever. Just give them a free gift. Make people, like people that are down, help them up. Make them feel good about themselves. Like they say that people that are not happy with service will tell 11 people on average. And if they're happy, they tell four. Just get them to tell four people that you're a good person. Work with like uh, animal rescues, for instance. Help them raise money. Maybe do a calendar with them or a book or just go around and offer to take the pictures of the rescue dogs so that they get better images on the internet so they're easier to get rid of the dogs. The more you give, the more you'll receive. Even if you're teaching an up-and-coming photographer, maybe you let them come on a shoot with you and you explain things to them. They're not going to be your competitor. You're competitive against people you deem as competition. Like, you know, you're fighting against them. But if someone's helped you, you're not going to step on the shoes. You help them back. So don't worry about helping other photographers. The more you give, the more you'll receive. The better it is. It's good karma. Next one is don't compete on price. This is what I did big time when I started, and it really is just a race to the bottom. So don't, don't do it. Charge what you're worth. or oh, how can I put it? You don't, when you're starting out, you don't know what you're worth. Maybe you think you're worth thousands. You really don't know you're worth, but you've got to make enough money to cover your costs. If someone is taking the time to check out your portfolio and then contacting you, it's because you've impressed them with your work. If someone contacts you and they want a discount, don't listen to them. A lot of times I would get into conversations and email them and it would go on for a week. And I'd just be saying, but no, I I need this money. Like at the end, I'm almost begging them don't deal with people don't waste your time you need bookings you don't need to be spending even if it's half an hour of your time emailing these people or talking to them on the phone your time's valuable do not do it if someone comes in and they say oh well yeah you want a thousand dollars for the wedding can i give you 750 no I'm sorry you're not getting it don't even talk to them i realized when i started selling products you get a lot less people trying to discount you. When all you sell is digital files, they don't see your services as anything special. You're just a commodity. So to get around this, you're gonna change your website or build your website and display things that you sell. This is really important. Don't put, like if you do, if you have just done your first wedding, don't put just a photograph, one of your images online. You need to show your image in a frame or as a canvas on a wall in a house. That way when someone looks at it and thinks, wow, that's a nice picture, it is the final product. There are lots of dummy walls you can buy for Photoshop, meaning that you can buy an image, a Photoshop image, of someone's wall in a beautiful house and there's a frame on the wall. And you can Photoshop your image to it. There's lots out there, they're inexpensive, but it is a great way to get started before you actually start selling your work. People need to see what you sell. If it's canvas over a fireplace, get your image on it. Post that picture of someone's fireplace with your image over the fireplace as a canvas. They get to see what you're selling. So once you've got these images on your website, you're not going to give your full price list out. Under the picture of the canvases, examples of your work in canvases, you're going to put prices from or prices starting at. It might be $500.00 for the smallest one. And then to find out how much the bigger ones are, they're gonna have to contact you. They only get the full price list when you have their name and email address. They are a contact. Once they're a contact, then you give them your full price list. By the time you have their email and name, They've looked at your work on the website, they've seen that you do products and they like them, they know what the starting prices are and they will gladly give their emails. They wouldn't give you your email, give you their email, if they didn't feel comfortable with what you do. You now have a qualified lead. When all you offer are digital files, none of this happens. On your website, all they're going to see are photographs. Now, they might be impressive photographs, but all you offer is digital files, all they're gonna see is photos, it's gonna be nothing framed, no canvases, no visualization of your work on the wall of a home. All they're seeing is photographs and all you offer is digital files. The product that these customers see in their head is that the photo shoot is the product and they're paying you 500 bucks for a photo shoot and they get the files, that's it, that's the end of it. The other proper correct way of doing it is if you sell products, They know that they're going to have to choose which images are going to go on their wall. By selling digital files, all you're telling your customers is that this is the price. They're not allowed to spend more, which when you think about it, you've limited yourself to how much money you can get. Instead, I want you to charge a session fee and let the customer decide how much they want to spend on all these beautiful products that you offer. Just leave it up to them and you'll be amazed how much more some people spend. If they can't choose between two images for the big one over the wall, they'll pick one, and then they'll use the other image for something else, for a smaller picture maybe for another room, and you'll make way more money. But if all you offer is digital files for 500 bucks, you'll make 500 bucks instead of possibly thousands. You can still offer digital files, but you have to have it way up there at the highest of your prices so that it's a deterrent. They're not going to buy them. If they do, bonus, you make a lot of money and you don't have to do much work. Most people, when they see that they can get a 60-inch framed picture over the fireplace for less than the digital files, they're going to take that picture. Now, one way of doing it is stick your prices up high, like I just said, or say if you spend over a $1,000, you'll get the digital images. And another way is only give them... The digital images, while you could give them free of charge, just the images that were used in the products that you sold them. So if they got two pictures on the wall, they get two digital files. This is what's going to position you above all your competition. So to recap, let's go through these again. You're going to choose a style. Look at other people's work. Decide what you like. Try and replicate it. Don't ever try to please everyone. Don't do that. Just it's, you're going to lose. You're just, the. You're going to sell products, wall art, posters, books, whatever. You're going to sell it. Like You're not going to sell everything that these processing labs sell. You pick out what you think is good and start with that. And you'll see which sells and which doesn't. And then you can change one out every so often and put something else in. Next, service. You've got to be prompt, polite, attentive, and just blow everything out of the water. Make them feel loved. Next one is give back. You're going to help with fundraisers for charities, help. Other photographers, like if some, if you're at a wedding and someone says, I've got a camera, I don't know how to use it, just at a quiet part of the night, give them five minutes and explain, you know, and tell them, yeah, give me a call, I'll help you. They'll love you. They really will. And don't compete on pricing. This is your big one. It really is a race to the bottom. Sell digital files, but make it worth your while. Price them way high and, or, as I said, only offer them with the images that they um, they actually used. So when you're starting out, don't worry about all this stuff. The main thing you're going to do when you're starting out is offer free shoots, get experience, build your portfolio. All the time you're doing this, you're developing a style. Like your style is going to change day to day, week to week. It's going to be, I guarantee you, by the you start with one style, at the end of the year, you've gone a slightly different direction. Won't be huge leaps, but it will change. So you need to get out there, do some free shoots to start with, move up to cheap shoots, still giving digital files away. And then when you build your portfolio, you're going to put your prices up and start selling products. If you have any questions or you're not sure about what I've been gibbering on about, get on the Facebook group and ask away. I'm more than willing to answer. All right, so that's it for this week. Next week's question is, how do I price? So I'll give you a full rundown on pricing. Uh, That's it. Have a good one. Bye.